There we go. Is it counting? Yep. Alrighty. Ugh. We're back for another sober-minded podcast. The usual edition. <laughs> um, this is a topic that has been on my mind for a while because it's become so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Especially, you see it the most. So there's kind of two different sides. It's kind of gendered. And mm-hmm. I see it a lot. Uh, the topic is self-love and this it's become super popular with I see girls that have been hurt by like guys especially in family um, and on social medias they repost and stuff like yeah. this self-love trend of putting yourself first um, and uh, on its face it sounds good like oh yeah self-love you your needs need to be first but when you stop and think about it more especially and we're coming at this from a christian worldview we're speaking to christians mm-hmm. but it it pertains to everyone yeah um when you stop and start thinking about it through the christian worldview through what the bible says uh, it's actually very false it's um self-idolatry you yeah. know putting yourself first is very humanistic yep. it's indulging in what makes you happiest yeah um and we'll kind of go in in it tonight but uh as far as i can find there's no verses that say doeth whatever you want that makes Makes your heart happy yeah well and we kind of touched on the uh that aspect last week where like you're you're using your efforts for everyone else and that's kind of what we're called to Mm -hmm. um and the whole self-love You know, honestly, it kind of feels like a movement more than anything. For sure. Almost every time I go on social media, you see, I feel like almost every time I see at least one post about self-love and cut people out if they don't respect you. And And to a point, I mean, there's certain things, obviously, you can't let stay in your life. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't let certain people stay, stay in your life. Like, you get to... A point with somebody that you're like okay hey I just can't I can't be a part of what you're doing but let me tell you why and let me tell you what I think about it you know yep there's um, a manner to go about it yeah, and with yeah. the self-love trend it's it has a whole list of characteristics that come with it that are that are detrimental as well where it's not only just love yourself it's also um, I actually looked up a definition <clears throat> this is from the Brain and Behavior Research Institute. Hmm. The uh, quote, very professional. Very professional. <laughs> quote: Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being for others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. And when you look at uh, the characteristics that God calls us to, um, like not sacrificing your well-being for others taking care of your own needs first you know Mm -hmm. especially we talk about this in relation to people but when you're saying that you're also claiming yourself first over god yeah you know which that's a very blatant a very blatant uh miscalculation yeah yeah and i would say you know though i like the the end part too where uh what what did it read Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. Well, and it's so funny because um, 
Well, if you look at what we actually deserve, we we deserve <laughs> yeah. hell and damnation. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't want to settle for hell and damnation. Mm-hmm. If we deserved everything good, then why did Christ have to die for us? Exactly. You know? We deserved that death. So it it becomes just a very humanistic, mm-hmm. uh, like process. Yep. Like it, um, man, the whole the whole modern definition is very just humanistic. Mm-hmm. It's me, myself, I yep. above everyone, everything, and God is very counter that. He's you know you provide for other people, you spread the gospel, you do you know he even his servants he washed their feet. Yeah. And so, you know, the one person that wouldn't have to wash feet, wash people's feet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it becomes a very, I, dare I say secular. I mean, to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree. Absolutely. This is taking a passage that I was going to read a little bit later, but yeah. uh, it uh, fits perfectly for while we're talking about what the Bible calls us to do and the antithesis of this put yourself first and Mm -hmm. it's very prideful and self-indulging. So this is um, from Philippians 2, starting in verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambi- ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, as Christians, we're supposed to be imitating Christ, mm-hmm. his um, his actions, and like you were saying, to your point, um, he didn't come down here and just indulge in what he wanted. He yep. he was a servant yep. of others, and through that, he was glorified. Yep. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's a perfect, um, in in all actuality, that is a big self love, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's a perfect. Um, explanation as to what we're called to do is basically what he what he did you know our our almighty god you know lessened his power and i wouldn't say lessened his power he stepped down on his power to serve us to die for us um and take the form of a human to feel what we feel um do what we do and act as we act Mm -hmm. I, i think that's a very um very selfless thing and in my eyes that is the the most self-love that you can give yourself um no well, that's that's what we're when we're coming on here talking about self-love and 
that that whole trend and kind of refuting it um we're not saying that you should hate yourself right. and that you should think nothing of yourself um uh, in that manner you know beat yeah. up on yourself um that self-loathing um what we're going to be touching on is that as this passage talks about you know by imitating christ's humility by by putting others first by putting christ first that also in turn lifts you up yep you know yeah and it's not from a prideful i want to be lifted up it's a it's a pure form of i'm i'm helping others out yep and that helps me out and it's a it's the right way to do it not just helping myself out and i think that's that's a big argument too between christians and non-christians is oh well you have to do all these good things because you're a christian and it's not that at all. It's I do these good things because I want to, because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, yep. because I follow Christ. Um, because at the base layer, deep down, I'm still a sinner at heart. Mm-hmm. I do the I do good deeds, not for myself, but for the reason I was called to do them. Because God showed us grace, we strive to show others grace. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have a passage here from Proverbs 4. Um I'm going to read just the uh, 23, verse 23. Um, and I, I kind of want to pick your brain on it because it's taken out of context if it's just this verse. Okay. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Uh, keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. So there's good things there, and I think the way that it could be taken out of context is, oh, well, it says in the Bible, guard your heart. You know, don't let anyone in your heart, that kind of deal. And I think that that could be taken as such, you know, like, oh, don't let anybody in. Don't do anything for anyone, you know, just keep your head straight forward. And yes, he is saying keep your head straight forward. You know, don't swerve off your path, but also... That is way out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the immediate passage after that, it it puts it in that context of yep. this isn't a selfish thing. You're supposed to be striving after those righteous acts yep. that we're called to. It's not follow the selfish, indulgent desires of your heart. It's yep. follow those righteous desires of your heart. Well, and the reason I bring that one up is because I've actually had that one used against me before and oh, I'm like, really? oh shoot i don't even know that passage so huh. um that's the only one that i've had marked down in my personal bible just because i needed to read it nice nice I like um but yeah they you know i've had somebody say you know well this is what it says here in this verse well i uh, i i basically just tell them well did you read the rest of the passage yeah. because most of the time people will just pick and choose and you know we have self as Christians actually tend to do this pretty often too. Um, not in a good way sometimes, but where you just pick and choose what verses you want to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wives submit. Yeah. Right. Doesn't tell me to do anything. Wives submit. Wives submit to your husband. Oh wait, you put it in context. I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Oh wow. That's actually a really big calling. Yeah. That's that helps keep me from, story. from, uh, from, uh, taking advantage of her yep. submitting. Yep. Exactly. So it's one of those where you kind of have to put everything in context and the Bible does it very clearly. And that's why you can't 
for the most part, in my opinion, you can't just go to one verse and snap on it. Now, don't get me wrong when you do like you see the tattoos doing a Bible verse and the snap. When you do that, I, you know, I would almost urge some people just get them willy nilly, but I would almost urge people just read the context around it, read within, you know, four or five verses around it, see what it's actually telling you. Um, the biggest one is Philippians 4.13. That's the one I see constantly. Which one is that? Um, it is, um, I'll actually. While you're finding that, I'll read um, another passage that refutes the selfish desires of your heart. Um, 2 Timothy 3, starting in verse 1. But understand this. That in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at knowledge of the truth. Um, so that's a very long list of yeah. Yeah. Uh, what carnal men do. And, and it kind of just sits there and hits and hits and hits. Yep. It's one of those, like, if you didn't believe in the power of Christ, you'd be like, oh, shoot, this is... Oh, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is powerful. Um, I mean, even even me, you sit there and you listen to it and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's just one of those that kind of gives you a shock. almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll notice that in this passage of negative traits is lovers of self. Yep. And I mean, all of it is self-indulgent, putting yourself first, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive. Yep. All of that is, you know, rooted in putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yep. If yeah. you're putting Christ first and you're putting others first, right? You know, you're not going to be um, a lover of yourself, proud, uh, arrogant, and abusive. You know, because right. you're wanting to help other people, you're yeah. wanting to put them first. And I, and obviously, we all fall fall short of absolutely of everything that was listed listed off. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it it's the where I see. Where I see it coming from is it's the want. Um, where it's the true want of my heart to not be that way mm-hmm. as compared to everybody being content in that way. I think that's where the the difference is, you know, where the, like the flip switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the Holy Spirit. That's your conscience of, you know, you we fail, yep. but it's that recognizing it and repentance and striving to be better next time. Yeah. And, and I think obviously as far as I've learned, I think it's uh it's one of those where you just learn. You're always, you're always learning, um, mm-hmm. especially in this life that we ne- we don't know anything of. We just come out of the womb and we don't know. Um, now some of us are less fortunate than others, but it's what you do with what you're given. Um, of course, like, you know, you look at somebody that was born into a rich family and they just get, get everything given to them and they don't really 
do a whole lot. They don't have to worry about a whole lot. They just do whatever they want. It's a, it's kind of a, I would say that's selfish because for one, it's not, it wasn't your doing. This is all your parents doing, right? So everything that you've done, everything that you do, and I'm not saying that there isn't good things that come out of these people, but for the most part, from what I've seen, it is very selfish, very me, me, me. I get all this and you get none of it. And look at how that hurts you, right? You see these people who have all that given to them um, or maybe don't have to work at things, but because they haven't had to work at things, they don't develop good traits. Yeah. You know? And these are understand. like applicable traits yeah. of uh, a good work ethic mm -hmm. and uh, skills like with the trades, like yep. a knowledge on how to do things that makes you valuable. Right. And once again, not to dog on rich people, but no, this it, is just a general a hypothetical yep. guy that's been living off his parents and hasn't put any effort in yeah. into anything. There's a whole, whole different story. You know, like if you are going out on your own, trying to get your own job and trying to do, that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But from, from my standpoint, what I've seen to be true, um, is for the most part, it's just, oh, it's my, you know, it's my parents' money and they pay for all of it and I get to do whatever I want and live this fancy life, um, which, you know, it sounds a little jealous because I am a little jealous, but at the same time, I'm not because I've had to learn, I've had to develop, I've had to work on traits such as just work my butt off. Um, I've had to do these things because I wasn't given everything. Not to say I wasn't taken care of, but... I've had to work my way through life. It um, would be nice to not have my roof jack be leaking right now. Right, exactly. But here we are. But here we are. And I get to learn how to re-silicone it in the rain for right. the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what's so funny about that is it's honestly a more fulfilling life, <laughs> having to deal with things. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's what makes us creative, too, is we come up with ideas like when you were putting that wall up, we were just talking about this outside of the podcast. When you were putting that wall up, mm -hmm. we had to come up with something to figure out how to get that dang wall up. Absolutely. Well, and that's what's been so cool about this this journey of building the house and this shop yeah. is like some people, this shop is just a piece of crap, you know, mm -hmm. like it doesn't even have concrete floor. It's right. just gravel floor. Like, but what the heck? I was able to <laughs> be creative and honestly being not as well off like i'm appreciative for what i have yep. like we've definitely been given wealth by living in this country yep. but by not having all the resources available to me right it makes you sharpen your mind in making things work you know yeah and how can i how can i make something cool make something effective with a small budget right you know? exactly and and that's i think that's the point where where it becomes you're honestly more rich than people that are rich because you have, you have the knowledge and you have the appreciativeness. You're, you're happier. Absolutely. Because I mean, this is all you need. Right? Like this shop, like I love this shop exactly. and I have more appreciation for this shop than I'm sure a lot of very wealthy people yep. do with their giant, you know, completely clean, spotless yep. home exactly. that they live in one bedroom, but you know, yeah. But there's no value in it. There's like sweat and tears and behind uh, a lot of tears. I cried <laughs> um, a lot, <laughs> a lot of sweat behind, you know, building these projects. Yep. And like Abby and I's like, it's a smaller house, but 
it's so cozy for the two of us it's mm -hmm. perfect um and we just enjoy it and we got to grow together along the way and get her input on on things yep. and be creative together and exactly it's uh it's you know just appreciative and that's in the spirit of thanksgiving just being thankful for what we've been given yep and that's where the truth comes from that's what you know man it's such a good feeling to be able to do all those things um and then for us to have like the fellowship too, absolutely. have all those guys out there. Absolutely. Everybody was just happy as can be trying to get that stupid wall up there. <laughs> yep. And I mean, of course there was some, there was some struggle and there was some tears and some tears, <laughs> a little tears bit of, blood. of fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's where that comes from. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you're just, you're super appreciative of for one, the people around you and for the things that you have, um, because none of it came easy. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, talking about uh, our hunting season, like with Jamie and watching the boys go and work hard and, yep. you know, it's not necessarily fun to be out when it's cold right. in the woods, right. you know, and it's often wet or whatever, or it's the opposite and it's hot, but but, you know, packing an animal out together, you mm -hmm. know, it just coming together over something hard and not so much fun makes it fun as you share in that suffering and it draws you together. And yep. that's that's the beauty of hunting as you're, you know, like we're, we'll have your dad on. Yeah. And he'll go into a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't know. Those things are just so worth their weight in gold. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've grown to realize that more and more as I get older. And I think that's one thing that you just never stop learning about is you get to appreciate what you have. Um, and, you know, there's no there's nothing wrong with wanting something. But when it gets to a point where it eats you alive, that's a whole different story. Uh, that's just plain old jealousy. And God, God tells us not to be jealous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but... I found Philippians 4.13, and it, I don't know why it passed over my mind, but it's, I can do thing, or I can do uh, all things through Christ and gives me strength. Mm -hmm. And that's a great verse, don't get me wrong. But, you know, people are, they'll take that and they'll put it on their, on the body and, um, and I just encourage them because there's not anything wrong with that. But I encourage them to go through and read because if you would read, you would you'd go through and read this amazing passage about people giving thanks um, and being joyful towards God. Um, and I haven't read through all of it either, but I need to. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've read that passage, but correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the context, oh, I can do all things, isn't it like being grateful like for the challenges yes it, yeah, yeah yeah um that and that's essentially what i meant is you know he you get put through everything um well here i'll even read it so this is from verse 10 i rejoiced i rejoiced greatly in the lord that at last you renewed my concern for me indeed you were concerned but you had no opportunity to show it i am not saying this because i am in need for i have learned to be content whatever the circumstances 
I know what is to be in need, or what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And this kind of touches exactly what we were on mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, where is I at? Verse 13. Or verse 12. I was right in the middle. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situ- situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Isn't it interesting how that's often used as, you know, you can take it out of context to make it like a almost selfish endeavor yeah. rally of I can do all things. But yep. but in that context, is yes, it is for the good times, but it's also a humility thing of yep. I can bear through the hard times through Christ. And I think that's that's where the divide is on that is because people, they like you said, they will take it out of context and, oh, you no, know, I could do everything. Like, I'm the best because God gives me strength. Well, yes, he does give you strength, but that's also not just for the good times, but it, like you were saying, it's also for the bad times mm-hmm. when you can endure pain and suffering and and you still come out on top. Yeah. Um. And there's only one reason that that could happen, and that's God. Absolutely. Whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, I mean, that was kind of a rabbit trail, no, kind of. But it still kind of pertains to the whole pertains. self-love deal. I think it just veers off just a, t- just a hair. Mm-hmm. Well, and kind of going back to our, um, to just talking about, like, helping each other, you know, the boys helping each other pack their animals out and yep. stuff, you know, it's that, that selfless act. It also makes you feel fulfilled, you yep. know, those memories. And as it draws you together, helping each other out, uh, it makes you feel good yep. because you're also fulfilling that calling of putting others before yourself. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, a uh, it's one of those things where there's not very many people that get to experience packing a deer or an elk out uh of the woods with their buddy there's not very many people that could say that and so that or with your brother or with your friend or whatever or i guess friends and buddies are the same thing but um you know it's 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 the experience behind um behind that that actually gives you that that for me it gives me the want to keep you know keep going like Keep hunting, you'll get to experience it again. It's a good time every single time. Um, no matter if you have to climb up a f- freaking steep hill, and my dad and my brother will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, or if it's like the easiest walk in the world, you just have some weight on your back. It's it's the whole experience together of, you know, like, hey, I just helped you pack your elk out, dude. Now you owe me something. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I don't know that whole experience is very fulfilling at least for me and i haven't really had to pack elk out honestly i mean the only time i've had to deal with elk is uh when they would drive up right to it and we'd oh, just yeah. throw it in the back <laughs> of the pickup but yeah no it's always even that that's always a good time too i had to help didn't have to but i helped your one relative pack his elk out yeah like four years ago, whatever. Yeah. Not about three years ago. Um, and I was promised some meat and I'm still waiting on that meat. Well, so. you got to get in t- contact with me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he is kidding. very forgetful. He forgot I he had my antlers for the longest time. Oh, really? And I just reminded him, oh, yeah, I do have those. <laughs> Hanging on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's I think hunting is a, such a beautiful thing because it teaches so much more than it than you get out of it. You know, you don't it's everybody goes into it like, oh, I'm going to get an animal and I'm going to get the biggest buck or all this and that, but you're getting so much more out of it mm-hmm. than you even realize you're out in nature for one, uh, like probably I would say a good 80% of our population doesn't really get to go out in nature like we do. And that's a humbling experience. Man. Yeah. You can have all the best matching Kuyu or Sitka. You can have the best backpack. You can have the best everything, but once you get out there and just start sweating or freezing, like, man, this really it's sucks. Like, man, <laughs> I'm just a dude yep. out in nature. Yep. And if that bear, like the black bears, aren't too aggressive around here, but like, right. if it wanted to, it could probably eat me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and that's one of the th- like, it's one of the biggest uh, scary feelings, but it's also the uh, I don't know how to word that. Makes it feel alive. Makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the most adrenaline junkie feelings you can get because you're you're there and you're doing it mm-hmm. and there's nothing else like it on the world oh man and it just breaks you out of that is what's cool is when you're out there you're so tuned in to tracking the animal yep. listening yep. and looking and you're not worried about all the other stressors of day to day your bills or mm-hmm. if i'm gonna be able to get the you know can i really afford this matching sitka outfit yeah right <laughs> can i really afford this 300 blackout <laughs> <laughs> um okay i got another passage that um talks about this in romans 12 um starting in verse 3 for by the grace given to me i say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For, as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortations, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Just, you know, pounding that stake in further of, you know, don't think too much of yourself. We are all Christians. We are all part of something bigger. Yep. And helping each other and putting each other first. Yep. Know? Yeah, and and having people that uh, that will keep you in check too. Yeah. That, and I said putting each other first. Right. Uh, obviously, right. God is first. Yeah. Before yourself. Yep. No, and like like I said, like keeping each other in check is, I think, one of the biggest things that you could do for friends in general or for family in general is like, Hey man, or like somebody starts cursing a little too, too often than they used to like, Hey, is there any reason that, you know, you started cursing a little bit more mm-hmm. like, Oh and yeah. And the harder side of that, having an ear to hear it yeah. when yeah. someone's genuinely pointing something out. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. And 
being able to be like, oh, yeah, shoot, I am cursing a little bit more than I should be. That, like, yeah, that, you're right. That is harder, probably the harder part of that. Um, it's hard to swallow that pride and admit yep. that. Yep, exactly. Um, I don't know. And when it comes to having friends, like, surround yourself with people that will do that for you. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, be able to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and... That also speaks on that because if I'm doing that self-love, whatever, putting myself first because this is what I deserve, you know, it's real easy to say, well, I don't, it doesn't matter if I cuss too much, like, you know, it makes, that's what I want to do and that's what I'm going to do. It becomes really easy to justify things that are not justifiable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I've done it too. Everybody's done it. Yep. But it's one of those things where. Like, I'm grateful for having good friends that keep me in check. I'm grateful for having good parents and family members that keep me in check. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, and being able to, not trying to fuck myself up here, but being able to hear that and recognize that in my own life is something that I think God give to, gave to me because I, myself, can be very prideful. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Speaking, I'm, like, I'm sure girls are the same way, but especially as dudes, you know? Oh, yeah. Because it is hard because you do have to balance that line of we're supposed to be strong leaders and strong in your convictions, but also not prideful in it. Yeah. And it is it is hard because that's something I find myself falling prey to is, you know, I'm strong in my conviction. I'm I'm the leader, but if it's pointed out to me that I'm doing something wrong, it you know, I have to be able to acknowledge, mm-hmm. okay, I acknowledge that I was doing that wrong, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that is ultimately what a good leader does. Like, But that's a very challenging thing to find that line of being strong in your convictions and willing to admit when you were wrong. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I mean, even Thursday, we were having family dinner and we got on the topic about who's the better driver in the house. And I was, you know, I was saying like, (laughs) Oh, nobody lets me ever drive, even though I'm a really good driver. And you know, like this and that. And my dad called me out on it and like, Hey, you know, don't talk yourself up too much. And and without even realizing it, I was being prideful. Um, and you know, and I think that's kind of where the, the ignorance to it plays a part too, where you could start being prideful and not even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's easier when you get called out on things like that to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I am being very prideful right now in what I'm doing. But I think when it comes to comes down to like somebody being purposely prideful, I think it's a lot harder. I, it's hard to say purposely to somebody that rejects. Um, how would I say that? Somebody that rejects being like rejects humility. Um, yeah, pretty much being being humble, because um, they're they're doing it on purpose without knowing they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, I should say, um, because you know they'll they'll just say, "Hey, oh yeah, I know everything. Oh yeah, you know I know this, I know that." Well, somebody else knows it more than you, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. it's one of those things where you can't just be, I'm the best. I'm all this. I'm that. Um, you have to keep yourself in check. Yep. 
Um, so in my notes, the way I kind of had it framed, we the passages I'd read were kind of refuting that self idolatry, yeah. you know, which is for girls. I'm gonna have Abby on here because she's perfect. Because we're dudes. Like when we talk about girls sharing this stuff, it's hard yeah. to view it from their perspective well um, and we've had so much different experiences too mm-hmm. compared to women <laughs> yeah it's it's so hard for us to even speak on their behalf 100 percent. well and i i was talking to abby about this over dinner the other day and like for me i'm a very responsibility driven man mm-hmm. where like i like to a fault sometimes where i'm just i have to do this because it's my responsibility yep. I, you know in relation to other other people or whatever i don't always do it perfect obviously but um but it's a lot different from women i don't yeah or at least a lot of women if we're gonna generalize right you know there's a lot more of that relational aspect yeah and like i said it's very it's very hard for some for us to talk on their behalf yeah um so that's why anyway Oh, uh, sorry. No, um, you're good. That's why we'll have Abby on, and she yeah. can talk more on the self-love. Because especially as dudes, I don't see as many dudes sharing, like, self-love stuff. But in the sa- it is the same vein as what I wrote down as, like, self-idolatry, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. It's putting yourself first, being selfish. And right. you see a lot of guys, a lot of guys do that. You know, we're talking about hunting as a good thing. Yep. You can take hunting too far. Yep. And... I want to get out there and it, you know, it's time away from the family and you know, that's too far. And that is a form of that quote unquote self love, which is a self idolatry. When it starts, the way I like to think of it is when it starts separating you from things that are genuinely good. Yep. That's when it starts to become a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but no, you're right. Like, and that that goes with anything like mm-hmm. anything you could start making it a big problem um, yep. anything is a two-sided coin you yeah know? anything can be used for good or bad yeah you, know? you can be so selfless that you're selfish in that yeah you, know, you can be serving others because you want to be recognized for it yeah and you want yep. to be seen as such a good person you know well and it's so funny because you see all these all these like youtubers they'll they'll go out and record themselves and don't get me wrong they they have the right idea at heart but the whole point that they're going out and doing it is because they know they're on camera do do you think really like a youtuber that's worth like four million dollars is going out of his way on purpose to go and give homeless food all day not saying that he shouldn't right Mm -hmm. but when a camera follows you everywhere you go and you know that millions millions of people are gonna see it it's more of like oh i know i'm gonna get views Mm -hmm. out of this and not not to the point where i'm doing this because people need food yep um which you know like i said don't stop doing that that's great like it's good, but kind of just check, check yourself, make sure that you're doing it for the right reason. Yep. And if you have a camera on you, that's fine, but just don't. God knows the intentions of yeah. our hearts. I see it too often where it's more of like, I'm just doing this because I know I'll get views. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I don't know. That's a little dirty to me. Yeah. 
Um, so I had it framed with that, refuting that. Um, but after this, or after that section, uh, we have to also acknowledge um, that we're not just saying, you know, you're you're worth nothing. And right. So right. obviously, the first one that comes to mind is in Genesis one, where you're made in the image of God. You yep. know, you are something special we are as humans we're something special you know well and that's where the conversation uh i always get the conversation like do you think we're the smartest beings in the universe in this net well i would go to believe that because we are made in the image of god no one and (laughs) this is going to sound kind of like the selfish whatever the egotistical no one is above us as as far as in god's eyes Mm -hmm. we we as humans are the top of the food chain now not saying that there can't be other life forms that we don't know about because we discover them on earth every you know all the time i'm not gonna say every day because i don't know what the actual are you saying that aliens are real chase i'm not saying anything i'm not saying they are or i'm not saying they're not but i'm saying i'm not is... saying that ain't or aliens may or may not be demons either that's true and that's a whole topic that you can get into, but man, but what I'm saying is there's the possibility, you know, I'm not saying that they would be smarter than us. They would be better than us. And I'm not saying they would be above us because I just don't believe by what God has given us that that's possible. I should have pulled it up or looked it up, but um, I believe there is a passage that talks about like the angels wanting or at least, especially as Christians, we are, you know, the, uh, this is the passage I'm about to read. Um, anyway, I'll just read it. First yeah, <laughs> John chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Um, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know this, or know us, is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Like we're, you know, it's hard to fully wrap your mind around children of God, you know, and we're heirs of God. And we've talked about that before. Right. But we are on another level of God's love than like even the angels. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really funny to think about because uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the, um, oh, I can't remember. Was it Concerning Angels? Where he talks about the tier, the possible tier list of angels. and Oh, maybe. maybe. Concerning Angels on, uh, on the Hana Cosmos po- co- uh, podcast. Wow. Um, but it's so funny to even think about, like, you know, where we line up. Because, like, we're even... In God's eyes, we're above angels. And it's so, it's just, it's strange. It's really weird to think about his, what would you call them? Handyman, I would say, I guess. <laughs> that are, that do everything for him, are still below his creation. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I get it. Because we are made in the image of him, so we are basically a part of him. And we are by spirit as well. But at the other hand, it's like, it's crazy to think that there's like, there's things that we don't even know about and they are below us. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's mind boggling. Yeah. And it's, you use that to focus on the love that God showed us and we have, we have value through that. Yeah. And it's, I wanted to touch on that, not to say we have all this value, so we need to be, you know, self-indulging, whatever. Yeah. It's the antithesis yeah. of that. It's where God showed that love to us. So we should in turn be selfless. We should yeah. in turn show love to him and yeah. others, you know, and fulfill that calling that we have of mirroring God's character. Yeah. Yep. And I, I see it so often where, um, especially, I, you know, I feel guys do this more often than not where you'll just, you'll go about your day, not voice your opinion, not, you know, bottle up emotions and, in fear of what it will do when actuality that's harming yourself. So you're really not doing any good, um, for yourself. And, and I, I, you know, it's like one of those things where you gotta, you have to not necessarily be open about everything, but if something is bothering you to the point where you're like not opening up or not talking to anyone, which, you know, I get it. I've, you know, I've been there before, um, but at least, at least run to the Bible and try to find something that relates to where you are at. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Bringing it to God in prayer is, is the the, biggest thing you can do. The ultimate. Yep. But, and it is that, um, like we have like brothers in Christ, you know, where like your buddies will, if they're your, you know, if they're actually your good buddies. Yeah will want to listen and Mm -hmm. offer advice or just just listen you know and so yeah and like i said sometimes you just need that sometimes you need somebody that's just gonna sit down and listen to your problems um and that's just the case for most things Mm -hmm. it it doesn't even have to be like a big big problem it could have been something like oh man like i just spilled my coffee everywhere and now my car's all gross and now i have to like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, do you need help cleaning your car out or something? You know, some things like that. And don't get me wrong, you don't have to run to your friend for all your problems. But sometimes it's it's a nice thing to not have to deal with it on your own mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, that passage that I just read a minute ago of we're part of the body of Christ. You yeah. know, we look, you're supposed to look out for each other and lift each other up. Yeah. You know, because that in turn lifts us all up. Yeah. And it lifts ultimately uh, the main goal of it is to lift Christ up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, it's re- it's one of those things that it, it becomes really. I don't know. It becomes really hard because there's sometimes you like don't want to be involved with anything in the world. You know, you ever get that feeling where you're just like, all right, oh, absolutely, I'm taking a brother. step back. I don't want to do anything. Like, I'm just chilling. No, yeah, that's something I have to catch myself because yeah. I'm very, like, I if I could, I would just live in my cabin up here oh, and, yeah. and be just, out in the woods all day yep. or, you know, not have to worry about anything else. Yep. And, man, that's, like, the hardest thing is because you, you know, you have to worry about other people. You have to worry about these things. Not that you should worry about them to the point to where they eventually do you in, but they are things that, we have to deal with um and man it's it's yeah i don't know where wherever your train of thought goes on that 
Mm-hmm. Um, the next passage I wanted to read, because um, we've been talking about don't do this, don't do this, yeah. you know, um, is the very popular Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Matthew 5, starting in verse 2. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs um, in, is the kingdom of heaven. Um, and throughout reading all those, it's not this self-serving, you know, it's the complete opposite of, you know, being merciful, um, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Yep. Um, the meek, you know, it's, and this isn't saying to be weak, you know, that's right, not right. what it is, but it's having a humble spirit and a, and a servant's heart, yep. you know. Um, helping others out and there is a practicality of you can't always be helping everyone you yeah. know you have yep. to sustain yourself well and putting those boundaries uh i mean certain boundaries are good like, you know not being able to spread yourself out too thin mm-hmm. um yeah one of the common th- threads that i see on some of these posts are like cutting out family members because they've hurt you and stuff. And that is an example of sometimes there needs to be boundaries. Yep. But how do you place those boundaries? Yeah. You know, it, it can't just be, okay, I'm completely cutting you out of my life for forever. Yep. And that's that. Because then how are you going to be showing Christ's love? How yep. are you going to be showing God's character exactly. to them? If If you're cutting them out of your life, you're cutting them out of witnessing, hopefully, you displaying what a Christian should be like. Exactly. What and, God calls us to be like. And in a perfect world, it would be, you know, you wouldn't have any problems in a perfect world. But for me, it would be, you know, explaining to them, like, this is what you're doing. This is why I don't agree with it. This is why I'm, you know, going to take a step back from your life. And I need you to take a step back from my life because of it. Mm-hmm. Not saying I don't love you. Just, I need you to take a little step out of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, and to me, that feels like a healthy boundary, you know, explaining like, Hey, I, I can't have you being this way, um, or doing this thing near me or, mm-hmm. you know, just things like my, my cousins, they have recently gotten off of drugs. They can't be around family members that do you know that smoke marijuana or just because it will make them want to do it again mm-hmm. so they have to explain hey i you know i can't be around you i want to be here for the family i just can't be around that anymore or else you know i could mm-hmm. relapse and that's totally respectable because mm-hmm. th- you know that is looking out for yourself but that is also saying hey maybe you probably shouldn't be doing that anyways <laughs> yep no absolutely it's being a good good example for them because they get to see you show 
compassion to them, but you're also stern in your convictions, yep. you know, yep. but by being, by, uh, being tactful about it, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're setting them up to, okay, maybe if they don't even come around right then it's okay. He, he was, um, opposed to what I'm doing or how I'm acting, but he was still kind in setting that boundary yeah. or, or, you know, along those lines or even to a point to where they understand your point of view and mm -hmm. maybe they don't change that instant. Right. But they understand your point of view. And, and for most, like my family members, for most of them, they'll, Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I'm sorry. You know, let me go put this out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And that's the thing is like, it puts the idea in their head. Like, Oh yeah. You know what? I didn't even, they were, you know, they were kind about it and I probably shouldn't be doing it around them. Yeah. Well, maybe I should change that. Or it might even put the idea in the head that, well, it's probably not even a good thing to be doing this in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I think it's doing things as, he uh, as healthy as you possibly can. Um, and Obviously, we're human. We're never going to do that Absolutely, 100%. Yep. But. I was just talking to some family members the other day about um, when, there are, when there are people that you don't want to be around because of how they act, you know, and if there are um, get-togethers or something along those lines, it's like I don't want to be around that, but how by you taking yourself out of that and hopefully being a good example yeah. you're just leaving bad examples and if everyone that didn't want to be around that left then there's no good examples yeah, and that exactly. perpetuates that that uh, bad example yeah and um i mean we've seen that in our personal lives here not recently but it was kind of recent um and i'm not going to get into detail because that mm -hmm. to me is confidential but, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to phrase that in yeah. the most confidential yeah. way as well. Um, but yeah, it's that's an instance of where sometimes you need to set those boundaries. And you also have to keep in mind sometimes you, like we're called to be that good example. Yep. Well, and, and it's even, man, it's even like, hey, you know, I'll be here speaking into your life, not telling you what to do, but telling you, you know, what I would do and what I would change. And you don't have to listen to me because sometimes my things are incorrect too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to set, I want to try to set the example if you can't set the, set the example for yourself. Um, and that's more, I feel like that's more trying to be loving than trying to be, oh, I'm God and this and that. Or you could just be like, hey, I'm going to point you to the Bible where it says, here, don't do this. Yep. And leave it at that that's being loving too. You know, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to show up in certain different ways in certain different areas in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and just trying to manipulate, not manipulate, trying to do it the best you can in every situation and learn from if you do it wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, because I, I find all the time that people do a certain, do something a certain way and get it wrong and then they just won't learn from that. Well, then how are you ever going to grow? Yep. It's like a it's like a, a seed. If it doesn't suck up water, 
then it's going to die. Well, if it doesn't suck up water, water one day, then, you know, it'll be like, oh, hey, I need water. Yeah. <laughs> then it continues to grow. It's the same same deal. Um, where is, you know, you make a mistake, you learn from it, continue, try not to make that same mistake yep. or, you know, be vigilant. I yep. think, I think that's what the wording was. Um, I can't remember what verse that was in, but it's be vigilant. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I think that's from, at least from my understanding, I think that would be a good explanation to that. I agree. Um, an anecdotal little bit I wanted to talk about on the tail end here. I was talking to Abby about the other day is, you know, I guess speaking to younger people or people who haven't quite experienced or been, had the opportunity to get to this level. Um, for me, when I was in middle school and high school, you know, you're so insecure. And I yep. think that is a big, a big time for everyone to yep. be insecure and, that's where you see a lot of this self-love stuff because these people are hurt. Um, but for me, something, as I got married, as I get older, I have more responsibilities and opportunities to help others like in my family. Um, you find so much more fulfilling self-worth yep. through that, you yep. know, where you you have that self-esteem through putting Christ first and helping others, having that responsibility, that loving responsibility of uplifting others. And yep. you get so much more confident um, in yourself, you know, which yep. is what these, when people are posting these like self, self-love and self-worth things, you're, they're wanting something that is good. You know, you yep. want to feel good about yourself, Oh yeah. but maybe the way you're approaching it is, is incorrect. Yeah. You know, whereas it sounds, it sounds like an oxymoron where you help others and that helps you, but that's how it works. And yeah, that's yeah. something that the Bible lays out. Well, and, and like we have reiterated, it, you know, it comes from the right intent as well mm -hmm. um, for doing it because you want to do it, not because you want the recognition. And I see, I see a lot of it, especially in the gym, like the gym culture. I see a lot of like that self-love and, and in my opinion, the gym is a very good place for, for that, um, where people could just get their egos built up so high, but it's also a very good place where like for myself, I wasn't really happy with, with how my body was and all this and that. And so that's why I started doing it. And I also had to realize that. I was built a certain way for a certain reason. Doesn't mean that I don't still try, you know? Um, and it's, it, it was also being healthy. I wasn't very healthy either, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, there is that, there is that good side of it where you want to feel good and, yep. Yep. uh, we're called to, you know, how can you help others? How can you serve others best if yep. you're in shape? Like you yep. can't, help a buddy pack out an elk if you're out of shape. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But you should not find yourself worth through your physical image. Exactly. And I see that more often than not where people only think that they're worth something because they have muscles Yeah. or because they have a good personality. That's not the case. Um, 
it's just not the case at all. Uh, of course, you know, those are good things. Having muscles are, as opposed to not having muscle, that's a good thing. Um, but you all, you obviously should not look down on somebody if they are not the same way you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't praise somebody if they're, if you believe they're above you. Yeah. Um, because you are a certain way for a certain reason. Now, finding that reason is very hard. Trust me. <laughs> I've been through, I've been through that already. Um, especially I think in high school, that's where it hit the most for me was trying to find out who in the heck I was. Yeah. Um, and like what my true purpose was. I mean, I knew I had read the verse, you know, like give glory to God and this and that. And I knew in high school, um, but it wasn't really ever apparent to me until I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, just for that same reason, like I didn't, I hadn't had that connection with Christ as well as I do now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and man, like, I don't know what it is, but it gives you the utmost confidence. It gives you, um, just the ability to believe in yourself and not necessarily in, in the way where you're like, Oh, I'm the best, but believe in what you can do mm -hmm. um, and what Christ can do through you. Exactly. Like we talked about, is that the last time? Yeah. You yeah. know where I think so. Like it's, it's what you can do, but it's also what God's doing through you. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. those like b being humble, helping others, being strong in your convictions. Yep. I try to be sparing with the believing in yourself because that could be taken way too far mm -hmm. to where it makes you almost your own God. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I, the way you worded it is perfect. Cool. Well, do you have any? Um, I didn't have much more than that. Uh, I didn't even have notes this time, which doesn't happen all the time. But hey, it worked out well. I I've think. been I've been sick most of the week, so I've been. Sick and tired. Sick and tired of bull crap. <laughs> no, I, uh, I like yesterday when we came up, or no, it was Wednesday or came Thursday. Up? Came up with the idea. Oh. That was Wednesday, right? Yes. Yes. I, yeah, Wednesday. Because I, I remember thinking about it. Um, yeah, like Thursday night, I got home and I did not feel that great. And obviously, that was my our birthday. So I was like, Oh, you know, like, I'm just going to eat and go to bed once everybody leaves. And I'm like sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, man, I need to, like, it's been something pressing on my mind. Like, I just need to look for just like 30 minutes. I don't know what it was. No idea what it was. It was God, obviously. But like at the time, I'm like, like, why am I getting the idea? I just need to look at my Bible for like just 30 minutes. And I like came across that verse and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm getting to the point where I could sometimes, not trying to sound weird, but like sometimes I could feel it, like just eating away, like, hey, you need to, you need to at least look, you mm -hmm. know, or like when the verse of the day pops up on my phone. And I love that, actually. It's great. And I'm like, huh, I should probably read into, read into that for a second. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's a great feeling. It's just, it's one of those things where, and this is completely off of the whole self-love. Well, not completely, but, um, I think that's just such a, 
I wouldn't say edifying feeling. I would say it's just, um, it gives you that fullness where you're like, I don't know why, but I could always relate to whatever I need to read. You know, like if I feel myself needing to open Acts one day, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, why does this relate to what I'm going through right now? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it's great just because that's typically how God lines it out. Like, hey, just letting you know, this is what you're dealing with today. Yeah. And the verse of the day thing is so crazy because I've had it more often than not where it pops up and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like that just like just happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know it is. a. I don't know. I think the whole idea of um, of the Bible app is great because it's just so easy. So mm-hmm. easy for people to get into. And don't get me wrong. I, I believe in paper copies as well. But, man, like having the verse of the day, especially, especially for me, because I wouldn't, in my own mind, unless I seen the verse of the day sometimes, I wouldn't even have looked at something in the Bible. Yeah. As opposed to at least I read one verse, you know. Mm-hmm. Brings it to your attention. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah. At uh, some point soon. I'm going to have Abby on here to right on. talk about it from a woman's perspective. Yeah, and I think it would be, you know, I I, mean, I don't want to push too much on Abby, but I think it would be cool if you guys go and look back at our old podcasts and just have her kind of touch on some of those. That's a good idea, yeah. As a, you know, and I mean, it can be in multiple different podcasts. It doesn't have to be one after another. But, you know, I think it just because having that extra um, – idea from somebody yeah. that's opposite gender is very worthwhile for sure because it's good for i mean i don't think any girls listen to this i don't think any guys listen to this i don't think anyone <laughs> <does>. <laughs> um, no. but it's also good it's also good for guys because you get to see where women are coming from yep. as yep. well yeah actually that is true i didn't even think about it that way mm-hmm. it, it it gives you their perspective um and then you for us introverts, you don't even have to talk to a woman, a woman that way. So that's perfect. <laughs> yep. But it helps you like relate, relate to what they're going through, you know, yeah. and relate to how they approach things, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I'm very responsibility driven, very, you know, I don't know, analytical, maybe yeah. a little bit too yeah. much. Um, and that's not always the case. Right. So it's good to have, see where other people are coming from. Well, it's great too, because I think that's what's awesome about the group that we have is we're all different people that are like minded. Mm-hmm. You know, like Abby does things a certain different way than I do things. Abby does a certain thing, different thing than you do things. We both do certain different things. You know. Yep. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think it's great. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's nice. To, it's like the equality. <laughs> But it's an equilibrium between at least us three Mm. uh, and not even just us three, you know, having Jamie because he does things different, you know. Um, Absolutely. Well, and that was talking to your dad mm -hmm. about going over these big game species on here, too. Um, He said that you could have different people talk on the same species and how they hunt it. And because it is, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's different perspectives and it. By hearing all those, it gives you a full, a more well-rounded view on yeah. that topic. Well, and like my dad being smarter than I am, he goes and sits in a tree stand for 
deer when I just want to get out of the truck and, and start walking around for deer. So, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, my strategy next season is going to be saddle hunt in the morning yeah. for that prime time. Cause that seems to be, seems to be a, a pretty effective way. Um, but I'm also, I get very restless too. Yeah. So that's the way So I, sit up there for that prime time and right. then still hunt for the less prime time. Yeah. So you're getting the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah. And I've always, I mean, I've only hunted deer like two seasons in my life, so I'm not very adept, but I've always kind of wanted to do like you kind of drive in. Like you were saying, put the headlights on them. Yeah. Get out of the pickup. Shoot them. No, (laughs) No, like you you drive in and you find your spot and you, you know, you kind of just stay at that spot for the good, you know, hour or whatever that the morning hits and it, that's like the perfect time for them to come through. And then I've always been the one, like, I just like to walk the ridges because they're, and ridges are just beautiful. You just come down into a bowl and eat your food, whatever come back out it's kind of like elk hunting the way i like to do deer hunting probably might not work but we'll see (laughs) have you got a a deer yet no so they actually ended up screwing up my tag at odfw oh yeah that's right that's what you're saying yeah so i will be hunting i think uh, i think i'm gonna do spring beer spring bear and i might do elk and deer around here next year nice heck yeah yeah i want to hopefully we can uh get our spring bear tags but i'm yeah. gonna get that too and it'd yeah. be fun to go out with you i was gonna go out with your dad too yeah I'll, well i'll man, go out got plenty of room behind us <laughs> right uh, now what do you mean oh you got behind that, us the whole hill behind you that's oh yeah i went out the other day where i was seeing where uh-huh. i saw that freaking bear uh-huh. um i didn't see any fresh bear sign when i was out there oh the really day. yeah huh but um i don't know maybe Maybe he's still around or just moved a little bit or something, but, uh, and there's so much around here that, yeah, yeah. I need to get back out. I was wanting to do more bear hunting for through November and December, but uh, I've only gotten out the one time so far. It's just been so busy. I was thinking about it, but spring bear at least so far seems to be the time that they're more up and doing stuff <laughs> yeah so well and it's like more talking to your dad about it a little bit it seems they're a little bit more predictable yeah, yeah. where there's a green patch you know <laughs> they're gonna be somewhere around there yep exactly. whereas like when there's at least in this area when there's just acorns everywhere you know like it could be anywhere there's yeah a million acorns i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know i just also don't know enough about them so. yeah exactly that's i'm the same way and that's kind of partially why i want to go because for one, I want to shoot my my rifle again. I yeah. haven't I haven't shot that rifle in forever, um, and for two, I want to learn on how to hunt bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just oh, don't know man. anything. That interaction yeah. got me pumped up, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, pumped up. Oh, I bet that interaction was what really got my gears turning for hunting in general. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what. Because I w- obviously I was already deer hunting, mm-hmm. but. After that encounter, it's like, holy crap, this is so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So. No, and that's kind of the way I feel like you just, you're driving up View Falls and then you, like, a stupid five point runs across the road and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's right there. It's like, and like I was telling you, that same, like, there's the same three point that keeps crossing the same spot every time I drive up View Falls after work, of course, but 
It's like, I know where he is. I just can't hunt him right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, I don't know. It's like, uh, that feeling, uh, well, it's buck fever, you know, chasing that adrenaline. Huh? Oh, yeah. like, like I was telling, I'd be like with, uh, working on the house and the shop and the apprenticeship and work. It just felt like it was so long since I got, since I was doing something that like really, cause I, I love the adrenaline and mm. I was just like in the rut of, okay, I have to do this. I have yep. to do this. I have to do yeah. this. Um, and not taking advantage of my free time in, you know, the best way. Right. And that really got my gears pumping. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, I like coyote hunting. Cause like any, any moment they can come in behind you, they can come in, you know, you don't know really where they're going to come in from. Like, you know, they're going to come into your Fox pro over there because that's what sounds they like, but you don't know exactly where they're coming from. Yeah. Right. That's the one thing I like about coyote hunting is like, you're getting rid of a pre- or like a, a nuisance and it gets your adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. It's not all too bad. Yeah. And then you get a bobcat or a mountain lion that comes in and you're like, okay, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have your cougar tag, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Year round season, baby. Yeah. I'd I love know. to get a cougar, man. It'd be so sweet. Jamie had one on the trail cam the other day. Oh. Like going out and coming back. Oh. I went out with my. It was actually that that same night, I think. I went out there with my predator call uh-huh. uh, and had it running for a while, but um, didn't didn't call him in. Huh. But so I was out there right before dark for like an hour, the hour before dark, mm-hmm. or at least before the sun went down. Right. Um, and Jamie had him on his camera at like six, I think, on that side of the hill, and oh I was over goodness. there, so oh, only a few hours apart. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, that's something that's crazy to think about. But anyway, let's slap a bow on this. I think we ought to. I think we ought to. So, hope uh, we were able to shed any light on this topic. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's one that's been, I think it bugs me every time I see it. Not because, like, like especially when girls post about it, it's like, not like, oh, you need to not love yourself or anything. It's right. just, you feel for them because... You know, they a lot of times they're yeah. girls who have been hurt by yeah. people, you know, and you want the best for them. Um, but it is kind of like it sounds good, but it's not the way to go about it. You know, yeah, they just get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say like, oh, you're wrong and you're doing it all. It's just it's not completely getting it right. No. Nope. And it is it is an easy thing to fall into when you're in it. Yeah. You know, like we're able to talk about it while we're outside of it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. have, you know, like we were talking about that getting that full well-rounded view. Yeah. This is just our view on the topic, yeah. which um is very biblically rooted as we referenced a lot of as passages we, as by, we try as we try <laughs> as we want to. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, a uh, good holiday season. Um yeah. And anyone near us, drive safe with this weather coming in. Yep. Yep, for sure. Alrighty. And Chase is going to press stop and I will keep talking until the end of the podcast right now.